Welcome to another episode of Daddy No. Uh, day number 45 of being a new stay at home dad. And yes, I'm going to continue counting down how many days I've been. Uh, not like counting down like at a job that you want to leave or like prison. And I'm counting down the days I'm going to be in here. But I just like it's more of a badge of honor. Like, you know how you're working out, you know, you're doing like your P90X or whatever you do in sanity. Like, I'm on day number 45. Like, I'm getting stronger. Physically, I'm getting weaker. But mentally and as a father, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting strong. I have had, I have been cheating, though, because my mother-in-law is here helping me right now. But um, uh, this, is, this is my last week of that. And then she goes back home. And it's back to the grind, just the kids and I. And um, that just means that I don't get to have a nap in the middle of the day. I don't know if any stay-at-home moms listen, like, you get a nap during the middle of the day? Hey, uh, I still work at night. I still do stand-up comedy at night. So uh, I need those naps because I don't know why I need those naps. I just like them. So grown-ass man taking naps. Hey, taking naps is one of the greatest things. And I know I said that last time about taking dumps. But dumps and naps, like take a good dump and then take a nice nap. Oh, that's amazing. That's heaven. That's what I think heaven's like. That's probably what happens. You die and you go to heaven. And then you just spend your days eating really good turkey sandwiches. And then you take a dump and the nap. And you get to nap in a hammock. And it's a perfect 70 degrees with a light breeze. Maybe on the beach or out. Maybe on a live next to a river. It's nice. And you wake up and you have a beer. And you go back to sleep. That's a that's a pretty sad heaven, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's what heaven is. Naps, nice dumps. It's one of those nice dumps where you don't even have to wipe. It's a no wipe dump. Oh, that's nice. That's a good way to start a podcast. Talking about dumps. Yeah, this is a classy podcast. Daddy, no, everybody. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I just woke up from a really nice nap, and I'm still I'm still groggy. You know, it's a hard life. It's a hard life for. For me right now, you know, taking naps and, well, hey, I woke up early this morning. You know what it was why I I, I feel groggy? It's because uh, we went to Costco uh, and what did we get? She got me these stable mood relaxer things, pills, my wife. She got me those and it's supposed to help you sleep better and everything. And uh, I thought it was a multivitamin and I took one around 10 o'clock today and uh no it's uh, i mean i drank a whole pot of coffee and i was still tired so it's a weird feeling to be on that much caffeine still tired so uh today i wanted to talk on the podcast podcast number six about being humbled because i I was humbled i was really (laughs) humbled this past week uh from from comedy um and uh it hurt my ego. It hurt my heart, but mainly my ego. But no, it it, uh, it humbled you. It humbles you, but it, it's it's good to be humbled every once in a while because, um, I don't know, I, I read it in a book somewhere you're supposed to be humbled every once in a while. I don't like the feeling, but you get better. 
once you're humbled. Um, I'm talking a little bit about my my son, specifically my son, right now. Um, it's it's um, I'm gonna fight him. I'm gonna fight him. I have to wait till he's older to fight him, but um, I think right now I, I do. I want to fight him, and also uh, this thing called quantitative easing. People are like, "What? How? How did you go from that to that?" You were talking about taking a dump earlier. Now, um, in Europe, this past uh, well, a week ago, they did this thing quantitative. Easing. Basically, banks just decide, "Hey, we're gonna start printing money." And uh, we're going to buy things to stimulate the economy. And then the stock market goes up. And our money's worth less. I mean, they're not doing it here right now. They were. Uh, they're not doing it here right now. They're doing it in Europe. But I want to talk about, like, what, what does that do? What does that do to us? What does that mean for, for us? Just the concept of quantitative easing. Just It blows my mind that we can even do that. And just some dudes like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to print. And I don't know some people out there like well you have to or the economy collapses and that's what you need to do i'm like but you're just you're just making it worse you're just making it worse but what do i know i'm not an economist uh i'm a stay-at-home dad so this past week i was real excited because i was told right after the podcast last wednesday uh that i was going to be opening for hannibal burris and i was like oh my god he's one of my favorite comics right now i mean he's one of a lot of people's favorite comics. Unless you're a Bill Cosby fan, then he's not one of your favorite comics. You hate the guy. He's the dude who had the joke. And he had been doing it for like six months. He had the joke about Bill Cosby um, and the rape stuff. And, and that's what apparently stirred up the convert. The, the, stirred up everything uh, in the media because somebody put that on TMZ. And then TMZ ran with it. And then... People were like, and then all these women started coming out. Anyway, you guys know about Bill Cosby. But uh, anyway, he's still, I think, one of, one of the best comedians out right now. A real funny dude. And um, we were supposed to do a show at, some of you might know, the Paper Tiger here in San Antonio. It used to be called The White Rabbit. And it was me and, and seven other comics. And uh, it was first it was a free show. And then all of a sudden, Hannah was like, yeah, I'm going to go do a show out there. It's like, oh, my God, we... Are we going to be able to do the show with them? And they're like, yeah, uh, they're going to split up the comics. Four will go on one, four will go on. This is, what, this is at first what we were told. I was like, oh, nice. I get to open up for Hannibal Burst. But that's that's not really what happened. What happened was, and, and it's no fault of the Paper Tiger. I mean, I, I love performing there. Um, I should have known, though, something like this was going to happen. See, I didn't quite perform uh, or open for Hannibal or, or even perform with Hannibal. Uh, it was more like I performed in the little side room that's next to the bathroom that's next to the room where Hannibal Burst performed. So it's not even in the same vicinity, really. I mean, it's in the same. It's in the Paper Tiger, but it's not in the same. And and then I and then I went up at, at uh, six thirty in the afternoon. And what they had was it was just it was a little room and people. There's three benches and people would walk in and watch your comedy for like five minutes and then walk out and then because they're just waiting with the drinks to go watch the actual show hannibal and you have to paint they kind of set it up like um uh, a festival for bands where you have the smaller bands in the side right and you got a few bands go up while you're waiting for the main band on the main stage but it doesn't work the same for comedy it doesn't you can't just stand like let me go listen to this guy for a while yeah i don't like this setup i, I came in mid Mid premise, this isn't. Yeah, now nah, I'm gonna leave now, right? Doesn't make you feel too good. 
uh, it, it it was probably way better though, because it was about 30, 40 people that would walk in and out. It was probably way better though than if Hannibal wouldn't have been there, and we were just doing that free show. We maybe would have sat the three benches, and there would have been like ten people. But I think it was just the point of getting our hopes up, and then that happening, and it was it was humbling. It was like all right. The only thing that stunk is that I had a show at LOL with uh, another comic, real funny dude. Uh, he used to be an SNL, Dean Edwards. Um, and I was just like, you know what? But I want to open up for Hannibal, though. So I went and uh, I missed out on a paying gig, and I did that. But, you know, it, it was it was a humbling experience because uh, I felt dumb because I put it online. Like, oh, I get to open up for Hannibal. How nice that this. I get to open up for, for one of my favorite comedians. And nope, no, you don't. No, you, uh, you're going to do this side room, like I said, that's next to the bathroom, that's next to the room where Hannibal is going to be doing his jokes. It's like, okay, all right, hurt me right in the heart, that's okay. But at least I got two free drink tickets and uh, got to perform for a bunch of people who weren't there to see me, which is usually how I perform when there's larger audiences. It kind of reminded me of one of my first experiences doing comedy. I got to open up for Eddie Griffin. Um... Well, that's what I was told. I won a competition, or I tied for first in the competition in the Valley to open up for Eddie Griffin, 1,500 people at an event center, and I think it was far McAllen, but a big old event. I was all excited. So I thought I was going to be the MC. I'm going to introduce Eddie Griffin. That's not how it works. So I get there, and I was just like, yeah, I'm one of the comics. Uh, so the guy takes me to the green room. It's like, yeah. So he's like, so your name's so-and-so? I was like, oh, no, mine... My name's Josh Kavasa. I'm not, uh, that's not my name. Just like, oh, I thought you said you won the comments. I was like, yeah, I won the competition uh, last week. They're like, oh, you're one of the local comments. I was like, well, I mean, I'm not locally here. I mean, I'm in San Antonio. I mean, I was here, I, I'm from here, but I live in San Antonio. That's when he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're on the other side. I was just like, huh? He's just like, yeah, this is in your green room. And then we had to put down our sodas that we got because I was with my wife. And he walked us to the other side to this little tiny room with a couch and a mirror. He's like, "Yeah, this is your room." I said, "Oh, okay." Um, to uh, what if I wanted to get some drinks? He's like, "Well, there's concession stands at the front, so you can walk over there." I was like, "Oh, okay." So, and then I thought, "All right." I was like, "So when do I MC?" He's like, "Well, actually, they got another MC." So another dude MC, but the way he brought me up was it was first a Mexican boy band went up, and they ended early. And then he, he was just like, all right, we're going to start the comedy show a little early. And he goes up. And I thought he was going to do some time because that's what openers and MCs are supposed to do. But no, he didn't do any time. The lights were still on and people were still at the concession stand. And he comes out on stage and he goes, all right, how y'all doing tonight? Ah, yeah, all right. Y'all ready for Freddie Griffin? And the whole crowd, ah, starts going crazy people start running from the back from the concession stands over to the seating where there were, it was like cafeteria seating because it's an event center not a theater people start running over there lights are still on like i said it's not dark at all it's just like and then he goes all right well before we bring out eddie griffin we got this local comic uh, who won a competition so put your hands together for joshua Cabaza. i was like well, what was that why would you ever introduce anybody like that and I got to go up to, mind you, that's 1,500 people. And it was like crickets and slow claps. And I was like, oh. and people started getting back up and going back to the concession stands. It was like, man, I need to get my order. I wanted to get my order. Um, 
by the third or fourth joke, I finally got them on board, and they started laughing with me. So I ended strong. I started slow and ugly, but I ended strong. And then he went up, and thank God he ate it, which was nice. And I felt vindicated after that. But it, that was another humbling experience because I told everybody, I was like, yeah, I get to open up for Eddie Griffin. They're like, actually, you kind of went in between the Mexican boy band and Eddie, the show with Eddie Griffin because you went before the MC. I was like, but the MC introduced me. My friends were like, nah. Nah, you, you were kind of like the in-between act. And the cherry on top was that after I was like, well, at least I get to meet Eddie Griffin. Uh, and uh, no, I had to wait in line after all the VIPs went through and then get to the back of the line with everybody else and to take a picture with them. And I was like, all right. Well, I'm glad I didn't get paid for this. And I uh, came down the valley twice and won a competition and spent my own money in gas and Ooh, humbling experience. But you know what? That's what comedy's about. Comedy's about kicking you straight in the ass. That's what it's about. Yeah, making you feel just the nice, warm, and fuzzies inside. And and then taking them away. And taking them away and crushing your soul and your heart. I mean, it's not that bad. At least you got to... It, it's just... I'm very... And I should have known. I should have known about this last show that was kind of going to be that way but you get your hopes up a little bit because you're like man i've been doing it for years and years and years and i know i know this isn't going to lead to anywhere like an nbc deal or hey comedy center's coming like i know that but hey at least you know it's it's nice it's nice that i get to do this and uh it's taken away from you it's squeezed at do i sound that bitter right now does that sound really bitter like everybody's like so what we don't care and it kind of sounds like you know, i mean you're bragging you're getting shows so who cares right who cares so but good times um my son and we're we're doing speech therapy right now which uh how you doing Yeah, you're playing with Yaya? Okay, we'll go watch TV. I was just playing earlier when I said that I wanted to fight my son. I mean, I was half playing. But uh, one thing that I did learn with him this past week was that uh, it's just the concept of spanking that works. Not it doesn't have to physically be. I don't have to physically hit him in the butt hard with my hand. Like just the concept or the idea that I'm spanking him makes him upset. And I learned this because I was really really angry and I wanted to spank him really hard, but I was just like, no, don't, because this is my anger right now that's coming out. He he doesn't deserve to get spanked hard, and I'm not I'm not one of those people who spanks their kid hard. But I do believe in spanking. Um, and so I was just like, when I took a deep breath and I gave him three little pats on the back. And when I mean three little pats, it's like if you gave somebody a high five uh, or something like that. It's not, not real hard. Just, you know, that amount of pressure. Just normal high five. Like that type of pressure. And, I, and he started bawling. And I was just like, okay, so you don't really got to give that much that much pressure and he got mad after i spanked him and he pushed me and he goes no daddy no you don't you don't hit which is true you don't hit and i told him i didn't hit you i spanked you there's a difference and you are not supposed to yell at grandma and you're not supposed to yell at me you do what we say 
when we tell you to do it. That's the way I kind of said it, right? That, that kind of sums it up. And he yelled at me again and started. So I was like, you know what? Fine. And I put him over my knee and I started spanking him. And it was the softest little taps, like barely even touching him. And this kid is going nuts. Because, again, it was just the concept of how dare you're doing this to me. You're spanking me. Like, oh. And I was just like, oh, okay. I, I don't have to spank you that hard. I just have to tap your butt. And and you go all crazy. And I used to think, because I was never the one that would spank him. My wife is always the one that's been spanking him. Um, and I was just like, man, the way he cries, he must be whooping his ass like what a geez calm down relax babe don't don't hit him that hard she's like i'm not he just goes crazy and so i tried it this past week and yeah that works that works it's kind of it's it's hard not to laugh though because he could he gets very exaggerated and then um he asked for ice because i'm always icing my back i got a bad back he asked for ice for his butt and daddy i want ice why you just spanked me why did I spank you? Because you're bad. Oh, because I'm bad or because you're bad? Hmm? Who's the bad one here? He's like you. And I was just like, yeah. You know what? The one that really gets him is timeout. That's, uh, I know a lot of people are like, just timeout don't work. I'm just like, what are you? Like, what kind of timeout? You know, all, all the Latinos and black people are like, white, white people do timeout. Black people, Latinos, we don't do timeout. Just like, it, it works for him. Uh, but uh, at I want to say about three months ago, he broke his door. He broke his door. Yeah. I put up a gate because he doesn't have a lock on his door because all he'll do is lock the door if we put him in there. And he'll get out easier anyway if he doesn't lock it. So he put up one of those little closing gates and he shook the gate so hard that it broke the inside hinges of his doorway. I was just like, I thought you weren't supposed to break your door until you were a teenager. I thought that's when and then I'm supposed to replace that door with little beads or something coming down that way you can't slam your door anymore again no he did it at three so it's like all right that's uh that's something to come that's something to come people are like get your child together before he goes crazy well it's too late he's already crazy which um oh well can't do really anything about that maybe i'm just a punk with my kids my kids are don't respect me they're just like yeah you're just we don't respect you don't got a job you, you're here with us you're on our level so uh do what we say daddy if that is your name what's well, not it's joshua but uh all right kids i'll do that because i want you to stop crying and i have a headache and i'm gonna miss my naps mainly so so in europe mario draghi uh did um quantitative easing or whatever you want to call it I think that's what it's called, quantitative easing, which is basically printing off money and buying bonds and, you know, things like that um, and stimulating the economy. And stock stockbrokers love it because you get to sell more stuff. It's like one economist, he said it's uh, it's it's like giving junkies heroin. You're just feeding into the system. getting, But it always... I mean, there's one thing with the bailout because, you know, in 08, everything was going to collapse. And then they bailed out the government or we bailed out the government, right, with $700 billion or whatever, how much it really was. Um, but they kept doing it with quantitative easing. People were like, well, you need more stimulus and you need more money. And you need more money. Put more money out there. Keynesian economics type stuff. And it was just, oh, it's like, what? Do you, but how do you just... 
how do you how do you just put extra zeros at the end of a bank account? Like how are you just I'm just gonna put here's hundred billion dollars, here's three hundred billion dollars, here's there's a while where we were doing it here in the States and we're putting eighteen billion dollars a month in in quantitative easing and then they stopped it, right? And people were like, well, yeah, the stock market's good. Our economy's better now. And if we didn't do that, the economy would be worse. But it's like, what does that do to us in the future? Like, our money's worth less, definitely. Because whenever you go ahead and make more something without any value, you're it's going to decrease the value of what you already have. It's like, it, I'm okay, I'm dumb. All right. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm dumb. I'm not an economist. And... You know, I don't know exactly how this is. I know how it's supposed to help right now, but how this helps in the in the future, because how are you making it's a it's it's a fiat currency, first of all. Right. It's not backed up by anything. And then you're making more of it, more of it, which means it's worthless, which in a way is kind of a tax to us. And I know it happened in Europe, but what happens in Europe also affects us and our stock markets over here. You know, it, it's kind of a tax on us because it makes cost of goods more expensive for us because our money is now worthless. And I know you're thinking, well, we don't spend our money in euros. We spend it in dollars. So what you're saying is wrong and you're dumb. Hey, OK, listen, the world is all connected now. You know what they do in Europe, what they do in China, what they do. It affects us because it's a global market and we're all doing trades and Oh, I watch too much freaking news is my problem. And and I watch all types of news and I get a little piece from conservatives and I get a little piece from liberals and I get a little piece from conspiracy theorists and I get a little piece from progressives and I match it up and I come up with my own idea, which is probably horribly wrong. Uh, but I'm trying to be, have, be educated because uh, other than... Um, Taking care of my kids and writing jokes. There's nothing else to do. And I know my wife, and she's listening to this, uh, you can clean. Yeah, I don't want to do that, okay? I don't want to clean right now. Listen, when you get home, you either get the kitchen cleaned or you get the living room clean or the toilet's clean. But you don't get all of it clean. How dare you, all right? I'm only one man. I can only do a few things right at a time. I'm sorry I didn't get your whole list done. And I know we're talking about quantitative easing and I'm going off my wife, like just me and her in the room. But I know she listens to these podcasts on the way back from work. And I'm just letting her know that when you get home, I'll try to get as much done as possible. So. What? Got you. You got me? You always got me. I love you. So what's going on in your life? Who died? Your your friend died? died. That's crazy. Man, that's a dream. So you've had a hard week. Was it now was this an imaginary friend or was it a real friend? You would tell me one of those in my over ice powers. Oh, he died because of his ice powers? Yeah, ice power, he died. Well, why didn't you help him out with your powers? He, oh. got, he has a new thing with magic right now. Where no, he's going to be a magic. Magic. And I know none of you can understand him. 
I speak uh, toddler, so I understand what he's saying. We're going through speech therapy right now. No. He's getting better at it. Right? How do you like speech therapy? No, 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 no. The monkey wand. It's a monkey wand? And that one. My about gives me magic. I know, it's magic, but who told you it was a monkey wand? Michael wanted to be a monkey. Well, you know, maybe if you would have had the monkey huh? wand, you could have saved your friend who, who no, had the freezing powers. No, 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 facial power this one. Uh-huh. That burns. It looks like a giggle. A little cake. That makes a giggle. Mm-hmm. No, it feels like ice powers. You know, when you do mannerisms like that, no, no, and you're like... No, it ice powers. I know the ice powers, but I'm saying, like, people, they, they no, can't see what you're doing no, with your hands. They no, can only hear your voice, no, and they probably don't I understand ice powers. I heard about the ice no. powers, but if you would have had the monkey wand, no, none no, of this no, would have no, happened. No, you wait. You need to listen to me, because your friend no. passed away, because no, you no, didn't no, have the monkey no, wand. No, 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 Wait. What? No. It's monkey wand. I know it's the monkey wand, but that's what I'm saying, though. If you would have had the no, monkey it's wand. So, okay, so was it his ice powers or was it the monkey wand? No, the Michael wand. The powers. It was the ice powers. No, the Michael wand had us. Oh, so the monkey wand has ice powers. No. No. That's what you just said. I'm repeating. Everybody out there no, heard no, you. No, 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 no. Don't get mad. Oh, oh, you're gonna do the Darth Vader choke on me? That's what you're gonna do? No, the the one, the one to battle. The um, the Michael will help us. See, I said get, I get our powers. Does he have fire? So now there's fire involved. No. You just said fire. No, no, no. What is that one? That one right there. No, this one is my baby boots. Uh-huh. It's get a game go. What's on me cook it? Listen, I think what we need to do. Listen, listen. No, the Michael one. I understand that. I'm I'm a little older than you. No, I'm thirty, you're three. No, I know that. But I'm 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 about ten times older no. than you. Just listen real quick. I know get a little bit about monkey. magic. That's what I'm saying. Let's go find the monkey. We'll then get the monkey wand from him. Then we go revive your friend who passed away from his ice powers. We revive him with his ice powers, and then we give him fire power. How does that sound? No, ice powers. Okay, we'll give him back no, ice powers. Yeah, guess that's gone. Ice powers gone. I know his ice powers are gone. That's what I'm saying. We get the monkey wand. We give him back his ice powers. Hmm. Sounds a good idea? No, damn, I got that. Okay, then you can take his ice powers. That's fine. We'll just no, go get the no, monkey one. No, 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 monkey. Okay, then we won't find a monkey. That's fine. No monkey, no monkey wand, no ice powers. We'll just go have uh, ice cream and stuff. What's that? Oh, that was the monkey? No. Was that the monkey? I heard the monkey right now. Yeah. Go get him. We have conversations like that all the time. I don't I don't know what's going on half the time. Um, he, uh, we're going through speech the there. Monkey. You found the monkey? Yeah. We'll put him, put the monkey, put tie him up, and then we'll ask him where the wand is at. And look, where's that key? Where's the key? I got the key. No, no. Just gotta tie him up. I ate a lot. Oh, now you ate the key. Now the monkey can never be free. Free him.
Oh, now you threw up the key, and now you're going to free the monkey. All right, guys, that's been the weird podcast of Daddy No. I want to thank you all for listening to another podcast here. Uh, We have this. I know. I'm closing out. No, monkey saying he finished. The monkey finished? No, monkey saying he finished. There are other monkeys gone. There's other monkeys? Yeah, other monkeys gone. Are they going to come get their monkey friend? No, he's gone. He's gone? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you guys again. That's been a, another podcast to Daddy No. Make sure to check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Joshua Kawasa. That's C-A-B-A-Z-A. Uh, Funny Man Comedy Works. That's one word. Funny Man Comedy Works. Um, check us out there. Future shows got coming up. Uh, 18th at the Blind Tiger. We have the Storyteller Show with uh, George Anthony. Friend Cody O'Dell just came back from New York and do some time. So we're going to have fun with that one. Um, and uh, we also have uh, coming up next month in April, I'll be uh, opening up for Godfrey. Go check that out. Working with Slade Ham, uh, working with Sam Demiris, uh, Joe Petitas. So a couple comics. Check it out on my Facebook. You can see what's going on there. Thank you guys for listening. And make sure to, if you like it, uh, add, subscribe comment share you know get this out there we appreciate it did you have fun today doing your podcast man go fight the monkeys and i'll be right there i promise i gotta go fight some monkeys right now because you know we gotta get the monkey one so we can help his dead friend who died because of ice powers and we gotta get him back i don't know what's going on but uh it feels like college back in the day when i was on mushrooms so good times all right thanks guys y'all have a okay y'all guys have a great day appreciate it thanks for listening Oh, spaghetti-o, eating when I'm sipping on my Big Red. Oh, oh, spaghetti-o, eating when I'm sipping on my Big Red. Oh, oh.